to the Technesthetic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and this is also your host, Randy. Today, we got some cool topics, dude. Apple Watch versus Galaxy Watch 4. We got Apple ecosystem discussion. We're going to talk about VR in 2021. What's going on with it? Uh, Windows 11 coming October 5th. And then we'll wrap it up just talking about what games we're playing and uh, various other discussions. So, uh, yeah, I think we're good. I think we can roll into the first topic, dude. Apple Watch versus Galaxy Watch 4. So this is something that uh, we've been talking about offline for a long time. Years, uh, man. Years. You know, Apple Watch has been like the king. I think it's one of the things that, like, not the reason, but it's one of the reasons that you and I have stayed in the Apple ecosystem for as long as we have. Yeah, honestly, I've been like, uh, when we were talking about the even just getting the Z Fold 3, we were like, the Apple Watch is just so good. It is, you know, and then yeah. like the the Galaxy Watch just has been bad. Like any, there's been a lot of different options of smart watches you can get on Android, right? Yeah, I just haven't liked any so, of them. So I think I think part of the issue you run into with a lot of the original Wear OS watches, and we're going to dive into this because this is the first time that the Galaxy Watch Four now runs Wear OS. But I think yeah. one of the issues you have with the uh, the marketplace for the original Wear OS watches was they were primarily made by watch manufacturers, not by tech manufacturers, yeah, right? So like, so when you're a watch company making a watch, you, you probably, you know, you're more concerned about design and aesthetic rather than actual usability and functionality and accuracy of sensors and things of that nature. Right. So um, I know I'm a little excited for the Galaxy Watch 4 because Samsung is a tech-forward company. Yeah. You know, they they compete very clo- closely with Apple, and they finally, you know, got their heads out of their asses and partnered with Google to bring uh, yep. a Samsung-designed watch that runs Wear OS. Um, right. And Samsung actually worked closely with Google to bring a new version of Wear OS called Wear OS 3, which um, it's essentially uh, kind of like how Android has been since, like, the dawn of time, where, like, OEMs can run skins or flavors of Android on top of, you know, the, the, the stock Android experience. Uh, with Wear OS 3, uh, developers will be able to kind of put their own flavor on top of Wear OS. Yep. And so here's the thing, dude. Right like, you're wearing it right now, right? I am wearing it right now. So he's got the Galaxy eyes, Watch 4. Look at that, dude. Looks clean. Looks clean. I mean, it looks like the Galaxy Watch 3. Uh, it does. It does. You know, oh, you got the classic one, right? I did get the classic for a few reasons. One, uh, I'm a big watch guy. Uh, two, I love that mechanical bezel. Uh, you know, part of what I enjoy a lot about the Apple watch is the digital crown. And I think that the bezel takes it one step further. I think I prefer the bezel over the crown. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so sure, man. Like, uh, Oh, the bezel's great. I think I'm a crown person myself, but you know what? I'm going to, I, I told myself I'm going to charge my galaxy watch three just to test experience. I know it's a bad experience. You can't test it on that. Well, I just want to kind of remember like a little bit, like I'm going to basically do it through the perspective of like the Galaxy Watch 4 is basically the Galaxy Watch 3, but way better. So I I, I kind of uh, tempered my expectation. Like I know it's not great, Uh, but it was, it wasn't bad. It just had some problems. No, I want to preface this by saying that if you're in the Samsung or Android camp, and you've had a Galaxy Watch for a few years. Uh, we're not saying it's a, it's a bad product. We're saying in comparison. Yeah. If you've seen what the other camp offers, uh, it's objectively a better device. It, yeah. Now, there, there are features here and there that you may prefer on your Galaxy Watch. Like, for example, I hated my Galaxy Watch 3. I returned it in a week, but I still preferred 
the rotating bezel as 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 opposed to the to the digital yeah. craft. Um, but yeah, so I, I I'd be interested to see if you're going to pull yours out and charge it up and see what you think. Yeah. See, for me, uh, a big a, a big plus of the digital crown is just how quickly it is to like switch between my uh, my like pinned uh, screens. Yeah. Okay. I like how like uh, how like on Apple, if you pin if you pin an app, you have to like push the side button and then scroll up and down and click on the one you want. Right. Uh, Whereas with the Galaxy Watch, you kind of just rotate the bezel and then you just go through all of your yeah, it kind of like all flips your information right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do and like that. And they brought that over to Wear OS, and it's it's even more so valuable now because uh, when when like the Galaxy Watch Three and the previous models ran Tizen, they had like seven apps, but yeah, now because it runs Wear OS, that feature becomes exponentially more valuable because you could download all of these third party, fully supported apps, yeah. and pin them as an app on your watch so you can now go through you know like reddit clients or spotify and have those pinned as well as opposed to just what exists from the samsung camp yeah that's uh, pretty good man like yeah. there's i think the watch faces are better too and uh well, they, OS. Are. they are because you have access to Wear os's full yeah. android store and one other thing that's actually really really impressive uh because it runs Wear OS, it kind of works more like the Apple Watch. Right. Where if you download, I'm just going to say, for example, your banking app, because I know that that's one that has that parity. And let's say you have, I don't know, like Citizens Bank or PNC Bank, and they also have a watch app. It'll now just also download the watch app to your watch automatically. Like, like, like that's, uh, I love that. Like the Apple like Watch Apple already watch does that. Right, right. Whereas yeah. with, because the Samsung Watch ran ties in, it didn't do that. Yeah. So there's a lot of, a, a lot of functionality there that was, uh, universally only available to those really wonky Wear OS watches or the Apple Watch. And right. it's nice to see that Samsung has that functionality now with their partnership with Google on this project. Yeah. Uh, for me, though, for me, uh, the biggest no-go uh, was the fact that if I had the watch, I had to use Samsung Messenger. That was the biggest goof of uh, of. What was wrong Galaxy with watch Samsung Messenger? I think I used it. What was so, wrong with it? Inherently, nothing is wrong with Samsung Messenger. Okay. okay. So the problem you have with Samsung Messenger is not in the app itself, but in the functionality. So if I ran Samsung Messenger, I could get watches on my phone. I can, or I'm sorry, I can get notifications on my phone. I can get notifications on my watch, no problem. But if you run Samsung Messenger, it's up to the carrier if they will support RCS. Okay. And Verizon and AT&T only support it on the S9 and S9 Plus. Not the S10, not the S20, not the S21, just the S9 and S9 Plus. If I use Samsung Messenger, I don't have RCS. Okay. Uh, so, so that was a trade-off right there. What's also, RCS again? That's like a... Uh, RCS stands for, I think it's... Um, let me pull it up so I don't get it wrong. Yeah. Uh, what does it let you do? Is it just like... Not, it's better than SMS. Rich, rich communication services. So essentially, uh, in the simplest way possible, RCS is essentially the future of SMS and MMS. And for, for you iPhone users out there, it's literally iMessage. Okay, it's, so it's basically like, okay, you have It's the... a TCP database protocol without character limits, with less data restrictions, you know? So, like, you're sending photos right. in near max res, you're sending videos in near max res. This still have... isn't something that can work cross between Android and iPhone users, right? 
Well, this is like Android maybe. to Android, maybe. maybe. Okay, maybe. Okay. So, so it also has things like, uh, like if you set up a chat room, like a group text. Yeah. Uh, you can rename a chat room. It's a literal chat room. You have inline responses. You have reactions. You have full gifts. Yeah, uh, it's so, basically so, like iMessage. Exactly. Exactly right. So, it, you know, with all this back and forth with carriers, because they don't really play that well. Uh, Google was pretty much just like, you know, screw this. We're going to implement our own RCS backend and we're going to take it over because if I, if, if I don't do this, it's never going to get done because you, because you guys are just sitting around a table. You can't decide on a protocol. You can't work together on this. We're going to take into our own hands. And and that's really the main reason why we don't have it yet. Right. Is because the carriers don't want to work together. And um, so if you use Google messenger, uh, on your Android device, you 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 click the the, the 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 three dots, the ellipses, and then you can go to chat settings and turn on RCS. Okay. So then every Google Messenger to Google Messenger person essentially has iMessage. But you had um, to basically use Google Messenger. But you have to use Google Messenger because mm-hmm. okay. they're the ones providing that service. But yeah. that's why iMessage works, right? Because Apple, Apple runs are it. Doing it. Yeah, but if exactly. we want, you know, that, that 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 mass adaptation where we finally live in a world in 2021 where we get rid of like 1997 technology, yeah, of SMS of, of, be S- dead. Of, of SMS and MMS, right? Then we need carriers to get on board. Yep. But because Android gives you options, and not, see, see, so like, here's the double-edged sword. So, so with every single Android phone on the market shipped and made people use Google Messenger, everyone would have RCS. Yep. Everyone would have it. Which but would it be great. Nah, it, it would be like fantastic. That, yeah. It would be fantastic. So yeah, I get it. So part two of this is if you have an Android phone and you and you do use Google Messenger, uh, Google Messenger has a has a back end where you can go to messages.google.com backslash web and log in with the QR code and then text from literally any device on the planet. That's pretty so, great. You know, as someone who spends a lot of time in front of a computer, you know, picking up my phone is a distraction. Uh, you know, I have I have people who, who who want to communicate with me via text, and if I'm working on something, it's a lot easier for me to just respond on my computer without having to you know pick up my phone and respond to a text. So then I was faced with this decision of, all right, well, I love all the features of Google Messenger where I can text from a computer and and or or or, or from a device and and. Fun fact for all of you people out there who are in both camps, you can actually go on your iPad to messages.google.com backslash web and essentially have that same iMessage continuity between an Android phone and your iPad on your iPad. Which That's is, pretty cool. Which is a great feature. Um, so I, I was faced with a difficult decision before. Do I, do I keep my Galaxy Watch and give up RCS and text messaging from any client, or do I give up my Galaxy Watch and and regain RCS and text messages from any client. And ultimately that, that, that wasn't a trade-off I wanted to make, you know, because in, uh, inherent of itself, the galaxy watch three had some issues outside of that. So I would have rather text from any device and have RCS than have the watch. But now because it runs Wear OS, I can just set the default messenger to messages and I can respond perfectly on my watch. Yeah. I it's, it's the, it's the best of both worlds. Big boost. So, so, so I could run, you know, the, the 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 messenger app that gives me the most functionality on all right. my devices including my watch you know i was watching reviews today and uh i think 
uh, it was like either The Verge or someone else. Because, uh, you know, obviously I'm interested in the Galaxy Watch 4. I'm watching reviews. One guy's like, how come? Oh, you know what? It was uh, Mr. Mobile. He was like, how come it's, uh, I get a notification that somebody sent me an image? Why doesn't it just show me the image so, on the so, watch? So fun fact. Apple Watch doesn't even do that. Fun fact. Fun fact. I don't because think I, it does. I, I literally just got me, a, just just got an, an, an image. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can actually pull it up really quick. Yeah, because he was saying it'll like uh, say you received an image, but it won't pop up. And I know, like you know, when we're ch- chatting on uh, Element, I'll get like a notification. Let me get out of here and see if I can uh, weasel uh, this in here. Uh, uh, hold on, let me switch to the Randy view, dude. There you go. So, so okay, there, I see a tiny image, image from there. my mother, and then yeah. I click on it and view it. Oh my gosh, look at that! That's a novel feature but, right there. But okay. that's Google Messenger. Samsung okay. Messenger will say I have an image. Yeah, so it's like it depends on. I guess it's going to depend on the the messaging service. Like, not everyone's using Google Messenger. I know, like, even for me, I'm not using iMessage most of the time. Like, I actually don't have a lot of iPhone friends. So, like, when I, you know, I'm using iPhone, I don't really use iMessage other than when I was talking to you sometimes. Now, if you go outside of the US, you'll see that Apple's user base is not as high. I think, like, Xiaomi is probably the highest now. They're using, um, like a lot of people use like WhatsApp. That's my point. Know. That's my point, right? So like part of me feels that the reason why Apple has such a stranglehold on the US market is because of iMessage. Yeah, you know what's weird is like I never really felt like iMessage was an ecosystem binder. Uh we're going to talk about that in a minute though. We're yeah. going to talk about that. Let's yeah. talk that's after the watch topic. So so <laughs> that's actually our next topic. So we'll get into that. But like the watch though, okay? I, I just want to real quick though. I want to show you a throwback image. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. T- you know what this is? Of course I do. Dude, that's the Moto 360. Yeah, dude. With yeah, a flat this tire. this guy Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flat tire, flat tire. Yeah, you're totally right. I had one of these, dude. So did I. Yeah, dude. What'd you think of that, dude? That was like. I still have a Moto 362. So, in my opinion, this was probably the best use of Google's card based GY. Okay. I think it worked really well on the watch, you know, with all the cards that popped up and then you would dismiss the cards. Yeah. Um, I was genuinely excited for the Moto 360 because, like, that was during one of those times where smartwatches didn't look well. Yeah, they didn't. You know what I mean? This was like the first good looking one, I think. Yeah. It was like yeah. the bezels were finally like reasonable, except for the flat tire. But like honestly, that didn't even bother me. But blows my mind too, like you know, like we're kind of spoiled right now with our Z Fold three being waterproof. That yeah. original three Mono three sixty was not waterproof on a watch. Like how do you oh, wash gosh. your hands? Yeah, dude, good point. I didn't even realize that. It's yeah. been so long, dude. But that was like the first my first intro into uh you know, uh, I guess Google's, you know, watch interface. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was like, that was a cool watch for its time, but like, we're definitely way beyond that now. Um, the new galaxy watch Four, I, I'm personally interested in it, but I just don't know if it can beat if it beats the Apple watch. So as someone that just took off their Apple watch, slapped on a, uh, uh, Samsung, you know, galaxy watch Four. Mm-hmm. What was your like? You're saying it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't beat the uh, Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, like in what way? So, I guess it doesn't beat the Apple Watch in terms of polish. Okay. So, I uh, I will tell you that the Galaxy Watch Four is good enough that I don't miss the Apple Watch. Okay. I mean that's that's a big deal. 
Yeah, yeah. So you're that asking. That kind of says it all, doesn't it? It does. It does. Uh, so you're asking what are some things that, that, that I feel the Apple Watch does better. Right. Um, I think it's fitness tracking is a little bit more uh, motivating. You know, okay. with, with the like, awards and everything, with like the that, awards and the competitions, with, with, with uh, there's there's well, like the same thing on the uh, yeah, Galaxy there's rings watching. on here too. Yeah, but like they're I like don't know what they mean. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? okay. And like it doesn't remind me to stand. Like as much as when I'm wearing my Apple Watch, it, I, I I hate that it reminds me to stand. Yeah, but um, it's kind of good that it does. It's kind of good. It's kind of yeah. good. Yeah, uh, I feel the same. Uh, I will say that I think. I prefer the aesthetic of the Galaxy Watch 4 more. I prefer the bezel more. I don't think more. so, dude. You're talking about compared to the Apple Watch? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like the Apple Watch aesthetic, dude. I, like, I do, too. You said it the too, other but... day. You were like, you prefer, like, you, you don't really care for the circle if right. it's a digital. Right. Right. But I'm talking about the actual, like, available Appearance? watch faces. Oh, okay. I I'll say I, this. The Galaxy I think Watch I like the 3. Galaxy watch, I, I think I like the watch faces better. I might be in the same camp uh, galaxy watch three watch faces i couldn't find a single one i liked uh, not a single one that i actually liked uh and like to be fair i'm kind of picky with my watch faces um this is the one i'm currently that's a, yeah that's on, like the, that's the that, that's the one i was watching uh rocking on the galaxy watch three like that's the the best one that samsung gives you is that one yeah and like I was rocking, I was fine with that, but I, I never felt like that face was better than what I had on my Apple watch. Like um, I'm rocking this minimalist one right now. So, uh, so here's my problem that, that, that watch face is fine. Okay. Yeah. But here is where my problem comes when I'm talking about watch faces. If you switch to a traditional face, you still yeah. have those black borders around it. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. That don't make it look the immersion is broken for me on an Apple right. watch when I set it to like a classic analog face with yeah, like a no, white background. Sure. The, the, the illusion is, 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 is gone. Right. You, you know what I mean? Whereas with the Samsung watch, because it has that rotating bezel, it kind of hides the edge of the display. Right. So it truly is edge to edge. And then the illusion isn't broken for me. So like, if I wanted kind of, I guess what I'm saying is like, if, if I'm going to suit up, yeah, I feel like the Apple Watch always looks like an uh, a smartwatch. It it, it it always no, looks like point. a smartwatch, but you know, to to the to the point where sometimes I would wear my old watch if I went to like my work's Christmas party or something, just because I felt a little bit more dressy. Right. But I feel like with the Samsung Galaxy Watch, I don't need to do that because okay. that illusion isn't broken for me. No, I mean that's totally true. I'd say that the. That that is a cool feature of Android watches. Is a lot of them look like traditional watches, mm-hmm. and uh, if you if you want to dress up and have like a low profile kind of sleeper smartwatch, yeah, then that's kind of like what you get, you know. Yeah, and I think that's cool. I like that. I, I do like that. I like using traditional bands also, uh, like uh, watch bands on like non proprietary watch bands on the uh, Samsung watches and stuff. That's always cool because there's like a ton of band manufacturers out there. You can, you know, get whatever on, you want. On the topic of bands, I, I will say that the band that comes with the Galaxy Watch 4 is hot garbage. It's, yeah, that's what I heard. It's like, I mean, Mr. Mobile's review said it. He's like, yeah, this feels like well, a cost cutting. 
I picked like, up on launch day and, and you said, how was it? And it, what was the first thing I told you? I was like, the band is awful. Yeah. Which makes sense. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Don't, I mean, they Which, have it online. Can't you customize your watch and then pick a different band or. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Least, yeah. You know, but the band it ships with is junk. You know, yeah. there's a, there's a good website that uh, I used to buy a lot of my uh, galaxy watch bands from. It's like yeah. Barton watch straps or something. Right. It's pr- it's priced right and they work. They have the quick release lugs. Uh, right. So if you have a Galaxy Watch and you're in the market for a new band, I would definitely check out uh, BartonWatchbands.com. We're not sponsored or anything. No, no, no. We have like three viewers, but yeah, I yeah. just legitimately use that place. I think it's a good spot. So yeah, I mean definitely, dude. Um, I mean, so I think the biggest thing for me is I I wish Google Assistant was there today. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's coming, it's coming. Though, apparently. But like I, I don't want to use Bigsby. I just I don't even activate Bigsby so, on my Samsung phone. Do you? I don't either. But, but I, I hate how I can't switch the like the side button thing. Like if I hold it, well, or actually, I just like, always use the swipe up from the bottom or the. Okay. I'm not going to say for it, Google, but the voice phrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to be honest with you, I didn't even know that the side button launched Bigsby. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those like even on the iPhone. Like if you hold it, it, it brings Siri up, right? Okay. So I was kind of. Through muscle memory, just holding it down to see what would happen. By default, yeah. it's Bigsby. I changed it so I don't accidentally toggle it to just go to the uh, power menu. Uh, so, but that's uh, the only options you get. Like, I'd love it if they were like allowing you to change it yeah. to like Google Now or something. I don't know um, if you if you've ever seen those videos of like the device control that Bix, that uh, Bixby has, but it's a little bit more robust than what I think you would get from Google Assistant. But I don't really have a use for that, right? Like. Yeah, I think that they they kind of do like Apple where they have like Bigsby shortcuts and stuff now. They do like, have Bixby shortcuts, but like you can get pretty advanced with Bixby. I think I yeah. saw a video a while ago. I think MKBHD did one where you can say like, you know, the slogan, open notes and write a note all, all in like one saying. Right. Or like, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like with voice assistants, like it's kind of like streaming, like a uh, video streaming services. There's too many of them. Yeah. And like, yeah, I only doesn't need to be, yeah, I'm just done with like any new ones. Like I don't need a, a new voice assistant. We already have like some excellent ones to pick from. I doubt another player is going to come in and just like actually yeah. shake that up. Like right. Google's already like your best, like web-based one. I, I really like Siri, believe it or not. And then Alexa is kind of like, so, so, but, it did so work. does um, in my opinion, and and uh, like this is coming from someone who who you know loves Apple products, I I've always thought nothing was even close to Google Assistant in terms of you know just contextual responses and being actually useful. Yeah, it's definitely the I think it's the smartest out of all of them. Just like you were saying, con- contextual response and everything like that, being able to integrate with the web and get like the responses you want. It, it's just the best. I think I like the privacy approach that Apple has with uh, Siri, and Siri's always been reliable for me. So I, you know, it's I a trade-off, know. though, right? Like the more privacy you have, obviously the the less access it has to knowledge. One hundred percent. But I always, um, I never really ask my assistant anything, though. You know? Yeah. So like, I'm like, give me a reminder, set so, a calendar appointment, uh, so, turn on the lights. You know, that's what. To I that do. point you're you missing google assistant on the watch is that something you use often no but if i i i do on my apple watch i do use the voice assistant uh well right now i use it quite a bit for my smart home but that's going to change if i were to lose it i would just mm. uh put a home pod in this room 
uh, and then I I could do the same thing on a HomePod, right? Uh, you know, and it would it would do whatever I need to do with the smart home stuff, right? That was that was a big reason I went to iPhone is to get HomeKit uh, and have. Isn't all there that. some some software coming out that's going to unify all those home stuff? You know, um, I like was looking up today if there was some sort of bridge, uh, and there really is an M. Matter Protocol, it's called. Okay, I haven't uh, heard about it. So it's delayed until 2022, and it's the open source smart home protocol. So, 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 so it's not a device; it's a protocol that that's designed to unify Alexa, Google Home, and HomeKit until into one platform across all devices. Okay, so I'm interested. It's called Matter with a capital M. That's the actual name. I'll look into it because I I want something that could bridge. I already have some things that bridge uh, the devices together, but like not much. Um, so I'm not like too upset about losing uh, HomeKit. Apple's support. actually on board with Matter. Like they're 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 actively backing it, so it, it it has a lot of promise. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely interested in anything that can bridge the smart home systems. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have all these competing products, right? And they they're on different ecosystems. You have Samsung with smart things. You have LG with their thin Q stuff. That you got um, HomeKit. You got uh, Amazon Alexa compatible products. You have the old stuff like the Google Z-Way, Bigsby. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have Google Home, right? Like uh, because when they bought Nest and stuff, like Google started investing yeah. in smart home stuff so it's and, and you have all the different like smart displays smart speakers like it's a big deal which, everyone's got competing which by products. the way apple needs to make a smart display i would love it i mean they kind of like will sell you their ipad saying that's it but it's not the same i i i mean i have two google the the google smart hubs, display ones, nest yeah. hubs that i got for free because okay, yeah. uh, I have a Nest Aware subscription because I still have Nest cameras. Yeah. And just for being a customer, they sent me one for each year I subscribed. Wow. Uh, That's really cool. And I have one on my nightstand upstairs, and it's literally the best thing, the, the best alarm clock I've ever had because, you know, it, it works well. It has Google Assistant baked in. Um, I can ask it questions with like, you know, like we talked about before with like that nice contextual response yeah. and it'll actually bring it up on the screen. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If someone uh, comes up on my porch, it'll just show it on the, on the, on, on, on my quote, you know, fancy alarm clock. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but my, my point for saying this is, is I have a two Apple home pods, two home pod minis in my bedroom. that I use for, uh, just like better sound on my television with, yeah. with the airplay. I've done that. Uh, and despite having two home pods in my bedroom, when I have to ask a question or something like that, I always just use Google because I maybe will get a better response, but more importantly, I can see it on the screen. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm going to make, dude? I'm going to make one of these, dude. Smart oh, mirrors. Oh, smart mirrors, dude. dude? Oh, I've wanted Sm- one for a they're while. They're so cool. They, like, yeah, there's the, uh, awesome. there's yeah. like a whole like uh, software suite you can download and put on a Raspberry yeah. Pi. Yeah. And like, I there's some sweet DIY like smart mirrors out there. Yeah. Um, I love those. They're just That's so like right cool. up your alley too, because you're a you're, I'm a you're hobbyist. Pretty, yeah. So yeah. I could totally rig up one of these. Yeah. No. It, it's it's kind of like uh, I'm just waiting for it to be sort of like perfected the software and stuff. It was kind of a little bit glitchy. I'm trying to get another picture of like what a smart mirror could look like. But uh, yeah, I guess I'll just throw this one up. This is just an example. 
It's a little mm-hmm. bit thicker. You know, it's got like the Raspberry Pi inside. Runs a specific uh, operating system on it. And you can kind of just put, you know, it kind of serves the same purpose as like those smart displays that you're saying. It's got yeah. like the weather, your time, some, you know, maybe your calendar, you know, cool stuff like that. You can, yeah. do, you know. I mean, that's exactly what I want. It's right? kind of cool. So yeah, yeah, right. So like, a, again, you know, going back to the to the Apple needs to make a HomePod with a display. Yeah. Well, when my alarm goes off in the morning, it shows me the weather in my calendar immediately. Right. Like that's, that's cool. That's cool. I, I just love that. I do love like little displays like that. It would be cool if Apple made one. They probably won't yeah. just because of, just because of their uh, iPad and stuff like that. They'll just be like, get an iPad with the stand, dude. Be happy. Yeah. Anything to say, uh, wrap like wrapping up the galaxy watch discussion though. Uh, I will say that I was a little, little bit excited for the five nanometer processor in the, in the galaxy watch. But the battery life is about what you would expect from any smartwatch in 2021. Yeah. Uh, if you use it with always on display and you're a pretty heavy user like I am, uh, expect to charge it every night like I charge my like I charge my Apple Watch every night. Don't expect the two to three days that Samsung advertises. Yeah. Maybe you can get that if you turn off always on display and like don't turn on heart rate tracking and stuff. But well, I got it to just, use it, you know. Android, uh, what is it called? Android Wear, right? Like, uh, it's uh, Wear OS three. Wear OS three. So it's obviously a lot more robust than than what you had on Tizen. The robust of, um, <laughs> and I feel like you know that's kind of where your extra you know I guess power budget yeah. went. Yeah, was just to make it more capable, maybe more stable. Hopefully, yeah. Um, I think with time, once the software gets optimized and stuff, yeah. Hopefully, we get some battery life improvements because. I mean, we're already really small on these chips, dude. Like, and you don't want to yeah. get a thicker battery in there. You don't want a thick boy watch. No, it's already no. kind of weightier stainless steel. So, but yeah, hopefully, you know, it's. They say it was like two day battery life, right? Yeah, but expect one if you use it. Like, like I said, just expect to charge on. it every night. So, yeah. like, uh, one thing I I I will say, uh, yeah, the well, g- give me two more things. No, move on. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so the actual like body mass tracking on here that like sends uh, I'm gonna sound not smart when I speak to this because I don't really <laughs> know a whole lot about health as you can tell, uh, but <laughs> I have seen reviews of people who are a little bit more health savvy than I am say that the Samsung watch is actually really accurate compared to other trackers that do the same thing that are more purpose driven, but the Samsung watch has a new feature where uh, it'll measure kind of like if you're fam- familiar with BMI like body mass index. Uh, but that's not really accurate, right? Like no one likes BMI. Even doctors don't like BMI because mm. if you're a really muscular person, just because of your weight to height ratio, it'll say you're obese, even mm-hmm. though you could have like less than 10% body fat. So essentially what this new measurement does is you basically put two fingers on, on, on the buttons and it sends an electrical current through your body, kind of like how an ECG works, but maybe a little bit different. Again, you know, you know not an expert on this. But uh, essentially, the theory is is that muscles hold more water content than fat. So, based off of you know given variables that you set, be uh, albeit your height and your weight, then dependent on the strength and time of the signal the watch receives back determines your muscle to fat content. Because if you have more muscle, then the signal is going to be stronger and travel faster because it's going to travel f- slower through fat. So that's kind of how this works. And, and, and based off of that, they can tell your composition of how much of your body makeup is skeletal structure, fat, and weight. 
mm-hmm. or and I'm I'm sorry, fat and muscle. And you know, people who are who are smarter than I am on the topic say it actually works pretty well. Uh, so I think that's a pretty neat feature. I mean, if it works well, I have a uh, a scale that does that. It's like a I do Wi-Fi enabled yep. scale. So yeah. I, I'd be interested yeah. to compare the two. Yeah, so pretty much the same thing. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much the same technology, except it's on your wrist. I think that's useful. And, uh, a useful useful stat. Uh, yeah, you know, personally, I I I will say uh, the sleep tracking on the Galaxy Watch Four is leagues ahead of what Apple has released for for sleep tracking. If you have an Apple Watch and you're interested in sleep tracking, there's a third party app that I would probably recommend you get. Because the built-in one does not work that way. Real quick, dude. Why do I need to be using sleep tracking? Because, like, I haven't bothered with it. And, like, I've I've had it, like, (laughs) I think it's interesting. I want to know if I'm getting quality sleep. Sure, sure. Because I'm getting old and I give a shit. Here's why I use it. Here's why I use it. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's it's actually twofold, right? One, I want quality sleep, like you said. But um, you were in the military, so, like, I'm not sure if this applies to you or not. But there's a theory that you can kind of train yourself to require less sleep. So scientifically speaking, and again, not not an expert on this topic at all, but they they usually recommend like eight hours of sleep, right? Right. But, that's but, what they say. But your body only really replenishes itself for maybe three to four hours of that. And that's when you're in REM or what's called rapid eye movement sleep. Uh, however, even though you're asleep for eight hours, your body is only kind of replenishing your, yourself for maybe half of that time, right? Wow. So the theory is is that, is that a sleep tracker will tell you how much of your time is in REM sleep, how much is in you know awake time, and how much is in not REM sleep. Right. So there's there's a there's a few articles online and a few books on it, but essentially, if you you can essentially train yourself to need less and less and less sleep because your body's a, a pr- pretty much a smart machine, right? So if, if your body learns that you're only going to be getting six hours of sleep at night, your body is going to fall into REM sleep faster because it knows it doesn't have, like, it, it can't waste time, essentially, okay. you know? Yeah. So, so for, me, for me, I, I think that's pretty interesting to, 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 to kind of get a baseline of how long I'm asleep and how much of that it actually thinks I was in REM sleep for. Yeah, you know, I think you're onto so, something, dude. When I was in the military, I got like no sleep, dude. Like, right, right. Unless so I was like, underway and I had nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. But if I was in port, like I had to wake up and be in the office at six a.m. So yeah. like I got up at four thirty. I had yeah. to iron my shit. I had to like get in so, there. So I, I I actually first heard about this stuff from a from a, from a, another podcast that uh, Jocko Willink was on. Okay, and, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not. No. But like, uh, he's a really famous. I'm, I'm going to get this wrong. He, he, he was in the Navy or the Marines, but he was like a really famous commander. And he he writes a bunch of books uh, called like Extreme Ownership and stuff. And he kind of phrased the popular motto that leadership leads from the front, not above. Yeah. Which is kind of like you know, like I'm not better than you. I'm just on the same level as you. I'm just you know. But anyway, yeah, I love that. Uh, uh, he had brought up the point that. Uh, a lot of people in the military can function on less sleep uh, because of that, because of that fact, because You've your body trained, learns yeah. that like you don't have the luxury of getting eight hours. Right. So your body has to get, get its act together and go into REM sleep faster. 
Yeah. Uh, so what I've been doing since I had, since, since I've had the watch for was, was wear my watch all day and night. And then when I wake up in the morning to shower and get ready, that's when I'll charge it. And that 45 minutes I take to shower pretty much charges my watch up for a whole other cycle. That's cool. I mean, you know, I'm probably gonna try it now. I want to. Yeah. I want to do some sleep tracking, dude. I'm. I'm it curious. also tracks snoring too, which oh, is dude. pretty interesting. So Nuts. you can actually set it up so if your phone <laughs> is next to you and it detects you snoring, it'll record it so you can hear your snores no in the morning. Way, dude. Yeah, dude. dang, dude. That's kind of. I love it. I love it. I don't know why I need it. I don't actually think I snore unless I really snore sometimes. Stuffed. Apparently, uh, yeah. If if I drink heavily the night before, oh yeah, Ke- Kelly says I'll snore. But that means I you get that good sleep, dude. I always swear I don't. <laughs> so sorry for getting off topic, but I thought that was pretty cool. No, that is cool. I asked the question, so we'll move on to the next topic, dude. Real quick, Apple ecosystem discussion. You were, you, you know, we were having this topic today. Uh-huh. Uh, do you, do you want to give context to this discussion? Or- yeah. Uh, I mean, we can start in many different locations because we talk about this topic a lot. Yeah. But essentially, you know, it's, I think it started off today because like, why is the iPhone so popular? Yeah. You know, like, like what attracts people to Apple? And, you know, it's a few things, you know, brand image, you know, what their friends have. I have a friend who worked at Verizon for, I want to say, the better part of eight years. And to them, their only options were Samsung or Galaxy, or I'm sorry, Apple or Galaxy. They didn't know that Google made Android. They didn't know Android was a thing. There was just two phone options to them. Right. And they wanted the ones their friends have. And, you know, when you have that mentality, more people will buy that product. Because let's, let's be honest, like the majority of society aren't tech savvy people. They are consumption people. You know, they want... They want a device that will allow them to text their friends the best. Right. They, they like, like I, and you know, going back to my friend at Verizon, you know, he would come home and tell me stories about like customers he had. And like, people would come in and say, well, I want the phone that has the best Facebook. Like that's a feature <laughs> to people. That's what people want. Yeah. Oh, right. Gosh. Like it, it so, sounds bizarre, but like, that's what people want. Yeah. You know? So, okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. And, and, and then now we're going to go back, you know, back to the beginning of smartphones and let's <laughs> let's be real like yeah. we're talking iphone 3gs iphone 4 iphone 4s iphone 5 days yeah android phones couldn't hold a candle to iphone in terms of camera performance back then yeah now it's a different story but back then that was a huge huge draw for I mean, a lot of people honestly um, not just uh, to me not even just back then like not even just camera performance like performance in general yeah, like no, I felt like that's Android a phones that's a great fucking point. sucked for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Like I had, I had like a Droid or whatever, like way back. I had like my first iPhone was the iPhone four, and like it was just so much better than anything in the Android space at the time. Like Android yeah. phones were basically ubiquitous for bad battery life. Like they just they just sucked. Yeah, uh, so, back then. So my so I was pure Apple from the first up until I think the four S. Yeah or the four and, and then the Motorola Atrix came out the, the world's first dual core phone with the fingerprint scanner. Nice. And I had to get it. Okay, uh, the camera okay. was awful. The camera was terrible. I'm not going to, not yeah. going to fool you. The camera yeah. was bad. So, you know, now these seeds are planted. Okay. So, so, so now you have a generation that pretty much grew up on iPhone because the Android alternative wasn't really what people wanted at the time, you know, 
there were people who obviously loved Android, but there were people who loved Android for a, for a, uh, AOSP, Android Open Source Project. Right. There were people who wanted Android because it simply wasn't Apple. There were people who wanted Android yeah. because it was cheaper. There were people who wanted Android because uh, there were different device options. Yep. Uh, but like largely, you know, Android was kind of, for better or worse, viewed as the cheaper alternative. Right. And, you know, like, like when you're growing up, you know, in your teens and your early 20s and stuff, you don't want to be the person with the cheap Android phone. You wanted to have an iPhone like all of your friends. So now you have this this uh, society, again, of largely not tech enthusiasts who have used the iPhone their entire life don't care about functionality, don't care about features, and they want to remain in an ecosystem that they're familiar with. Right. And uh, a really good example today is um, uh, we have Hurricane Ida coming through here. Uh, we're kind of up north, but like the we're still getting like residual yeah. rainfall. Uh, Same today, yeah, for us. Uh, and she went out to take some videos of like the river and stuff, and she tried to send them to me. And because I have an Android phone now and not an iPhone, uh, she couldn't send me the video over MMS because it was too big. And then when it went through, it wasn't even, you know, watchable. Uh, so regardless of the fact of what the cause of that is, her perception is, oh, well, if you had an iPhone, I would have sent that message. You know? Yeah. So, so I think, I think that iMessage has a lot to do with the current state of Apple superiority and at least the United States, because, you know, yeah. there, are, there are a lot of European and overseas companies that are really big on WhatsApp for the same reasons, but WhatsApp is multi-platform. But I think iMessage is a, is a huge, huge, huge tie-in to Apple's hardware dominance in North America. Yeah, I mean, I guess if, like, everyone you know has an iPhone and, like, you need to chat with them, like, you're going to use iMessage. It's just, it's right. the option right. that's the easiest. Has the know, most features. Most features. It's, like, there's no reason not to use it. Um, there's no setup. There's no setup. No you, setup. You, you just got to know their just, number. Yeah. And then you send them a message and you're done. You and just like, set up your phone just, and, and, and your phone number is tied to iMessage already. So you, let me you, ask you, you this, have to dude. do anything. So, like, okay. Uh because I know I differ than you in this uh, aspect, but like when you like, what platforms do you message people on? Like, so I message you on Element. Yeah, the only one I message on Element. Thanks for that. Uh, text message. If you call it a platform, I, I, I said text message because you yeah. know it's just that you're. I call that a platform. Yeah. Yeah, and Discord. And Discord. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes. I think a lot of people are using Discord. Actually, I know. Yeah. I know. Um. So yeah, I mean, in my. Uh, you know, for me, my close friends are all on Element. I, I dragged everyone kicking and sh- kicking and screaming uh, that I could into Element, which is my. I literally have platform. an application on all my devices just for you. Yeah, thank you, dude. This <laughs> VIP right there. It's Element's not bad. It's just like it's not bad because uh, no one uses it. No one right? uses so. it uh, except for yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, people should use it. People. They should. Not, I. You I know agree. what's cool about Element? Let, again, me tell, let me say this, dude. Element has like bridges, so you can bridge other chat clients into Element, and then Element cool. becomes kind of like a centralized, uh, universal chat. That's tool. pretty neat. I just haven't set it up. <laughs> it's cool. hard. So, um, but like besides Element, I will never text people. Uh, I I do message a couple people on Facebook Messenger that are still on Facebook. 
family, mostly my mom. So like, okay. like that's it. Like I, I refuse to have any sort of Facebook app on my devices. Blessed, dude. I if someone wants to contact me on Facebook Messenger, yeah, I happen. <laughs> you not, can't nope. get rid of Facebook on this phone on the fold. You can disable it. Can you? Yeah. Can you though? I have it disabled. Can you? Okay, okay. If you can disable it, then it's not so bad. There's a way to uninstall it, but you got to use a computer. And yeah, it's like which, you use this command line tool and shit. I was like, okay. Me. I don't have a Facebook account anyway, and the phone runs Google products. So yeah, I I have Messenger, so I use Element. I don't use it, but I I guess a lot of people do use iMessage. Every time I watch so like much. a new iPhone video, uh, like a new iPhone comes out, everyone talks about how iMessage is this huge deal, and it I'm is. just like, is it, it is. really? It's just like uh, a little bit. It's better than SMS, I guess. You know, but like I don't know. To me, it's like if I'm gonna send somebody a big video. Actually, there's an uh, article here that I just pulled up that says U.S. teens engage with iMessage more than any social platform in the U.S. I mean, I guess that it explains their dominance. Yeah. If iMessage is that big deal. You know, I'm really curious. My son, you know, he just turned six, right? And eventually, eventually, he's going to get a phone. And, mm-hmm. like, it's almost guaranteed it's going to be an iPhone. So, uh, it's almost guaranteed. So, like, but I'm really curious, like, to see him grow up and, like, see what his, like, friend group starts using and stuff, you know? Really curious. So, uh, there, there's an article from April 9th of this year on The Verge that says uh, Apple says iMessage on Android will help us. More, will uh, I'm sorry, will hurt us more than help us, and they argue that it's part of their strategy. Wow, uh, really? And you know that kind of ties into what I was saying before, right? Like, if iMessage was on Samsung, mm-hmm. I could have easily maybe swayed Kelly to that Z Flip. Okay, yeah, easily. That's- yeah, that's crazy. That I uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I you know what I really don't like, dude. Platform specific features, which is weird because uh, I don't like that either. But we're both big Apple fans, and they are the <sighs> biggest offender of that. Yeah, you know, you know what the thing uh, when whenever it comes to Apple products, right? I typically don't use the Apple uh, proprietary feature. Like, you know, like when I, I didn't use Apple's password manager, I used Bitwarden. I didn't use Apple's iCloud solution. I have my Synology NAS. Mm-hmm. I didn't use, I always avoided using their first party, like proprietary solutions. And like, typically right. I'd pick solutions because I use, I'm on multiple platforms. Like you and I as tech enthusiasts aren't tied to one ecosystem. I guess no. like a lot of normal people like kind of get one and stick to it, but like, like for example, if you're if you're an Android user, if you're a Windows user, Android phones integrate really well with Windows now. Like you have the Windows yeah. 10 integration with uh, Android phones. That's kind of a Samsung thing too. Is uh you know you can link with Windows and stuff. That's cool. And but if you're in the Apple ecosystem, it's like you have this great divide now. It's like kind of tie that in full circle. Yeah, Windows 11 is going to run Android apps. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. I yeah. you know, and hopefully that means uh you know you'll have better uh. Like I guess large format display apps, mm-hmm. and and that could really mean that their tablets could get good, uh, you know, if they have you know large format because you're gonna have a lot of Windows 11 displays, especially laptops are gonna have touch you know, screens, right? You know, kind of, to that point, kind of what we touched on before offline was that you know, for people who watch the show pretty regularly, uh, I'm a huge iPad fan, huge iPad fan, and. I, I had this discussion with Eric before that I don't like the iPad for what Apple software does. 
I like the iPad for what developers have done with it. Yeah. And, you know, the Android tablets, like if you look at the Tab S7, like their quote desktop mode looks incredible, but I know the apps are hot garbage, so I don't yeah. use it. That sucks, doesn't it? It's like suck. it should be it so suck. good. Like it, it, uh, the fold is so good. Why yeah. why isn't their tablet as good, you know what I mean? I think the cool thing about their tablet is you can run dex mode on it. Like just on the tablet? On yeah, the tablet. fantastic. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Uh so it should like Android tablets should be good. The apps just aren't good. And I you know, I don't know if I should blame Google for that. Maybe they need to make it easier cuz you know, I I Apple the way they have their development tools set up it's just like they basically are like, bitch, develop iPad specific apps and yeah. make them like to this level. Like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? I sent you an image. I'm not sure if you can pull it up easily or not, but yeah. just just looking at that like UX uh, in like a snapshot, it kind of makes the iPad look like a meme. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Uh, hold on, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. All right, so this is the side by side all right so we got the uh was this the tab what s7 s7 samsung galaxy tab s7 and this is the uh, ipad pro look at the difference yeah uh, but but again you know i would prefer the experience on the tab s7 yeah but i know that once i'm in one of those applications on the ipad that's where i'm gonna have a better experience but yeah. outside of an application, I would prefer the Tab S7. The Tab S7 looks like a regular desktop it OS, does. which is yeah. so cool. Like, I love that about it, Same. personally. And and Dex is good. It just, the Dex apps are quite good. Yeah. Like, perfect. Like, some of the some of the scaling on the apps. Like, I really tried to use Dex, like, full-time. Unpopular you know? opinion. I think Samsung Internet works fine on Dex. Well, like, yeah, really but they, well. Samsung yeah. did a great job to design yeah. it to work well with it. Yeah. There was some quirks I noticed personally um, uh, with with Samsung uh, internet, but uh, yeah, other than that, like I, because like if you try Firefox and stuff, it still scales for mobile, you know, and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, on on Dex, you know, it's it's definitely you want to use Samsung internet, but yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. It should be better. The apps are just yeah. the problem. This is this is another thing about ecosystems, dude. I feel like you know, for me the apps on iOS have just been better than Android apps. That's my point. That's my point. Right. In general, so, like not just on the tablet, but like on the phone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think in general, uh, I, I, I'm probably going to get a ton of flack for this. Uh, I love Apollo, but there are aspects of relay that I like better. Yeah. I use relay pro. I actually, Same. that's the th- dude. I spent a lot of time evaluating Apollo versus Relay Pro because I read it a lot. I definitely like Relay Pro better. There's mm. a couple things Apollo does better. I like how you can um, collapse an entire, uh, uh, what do you call it, I guess, comment chain. Yeah. Like, uh, you yeah. can hold it, and then it'll collapse that whole chain. I can't figure out how to do that on Relay. Uh, so, that's the only thing. So for me... Uh, know, other than I'm- poking it, but like... You could be like all the way down, like you know, and you could hold on a random comment, and like it would take the entire parent and below and collapse. You just tap it. it. Yeah, you can. You can, but you have to tap the parent, like the very top one. Yeah, yeah. Like for in Apollo, you could be like scrolled way down and just hold on. I was pretty hold down on a random comment down the chain, and it would collapse everything above it. 
and then you could just go to the next. Yeah, so I could go through comments a little faster uh, in in Apollo, but like honestly, in general, just because of Samsung or sorry, Android double animation speed and everything, I fly through Reddit on relay. Yeah. Whereas I actually because of slowed Android, down on because iOS. of Android, you can actually open external links in, in Relay. Yeah, I know that's true. That's that's what Android is good, actually, isn't it? In, it is. It is good, man. Like like the more I use yeah. it, like little things like that, I'm like, man, this is. I know it's it's uh, honestly. I it's, get that it's, it's not good. always it's it, it's it's not always a polished gem. Yeah, Apollo looks cleaner, but yeah. like honestly. Yeah. Uh, Relay Pro isn't bad. It's but not bad. Just, I'm basically trading prettiness for functionality on Android, I feel. Yeah. I'm so glad that, like, we talked about Windows 11, dude. I'm so glad it runs Android apps. Have you yeah. ever ran a Reddit app from the Windows Store? Yeah. Uh, Why would I? So I have... I, I have is, RES on here. I always, I always feel like I pull off my desk, like, random shit. This is a... Uh, <laughs> Do you still have one of those? Yeah, dude. This is a, this is a um, Surface. This isn't a Surface Pro. This is a Surface Three, and you know it's. Uh, let me see if it turns on. I had it plugged in, believe it or not, because I was playing around with it. But uh, yeah, this is a Surface uh, Surface Three. There it is, dude. Surface. There it is. So, and I have the little you know type cover for it, but like. You know, this thing runs, uh, you know, they made ones that only ran Windows Store apps. This has x86 on it, so it's full Windows 10. And I ran, I wanted touchscreen-centric apps. So you go to the Microsoft Store, Oh, right? yeah, 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 they're bad. They're, they're bad. bad, dude. The, the Reddit apps on this thing are, gar- I, I, I was like when wanting I my, to replace my iPad with this, and it was not even close. When I had my first, I, actually, I bought the original Surface with the intent of doing that, because I'm like, man, this is going to be an iPad I can run x86 on. Yeah. And uh, I got really excited. Yeah, And then no. I, I even got the Surface Book, and I think I disconnected the screen maybe eight times yeah you know, know. once the novelty wore off i, I, I just I know. Laptop. it's just not good enough like i hope windows 11 they have a very touch centric ui i had a i have a, a, a service book for work i had a service book two and a service book three yeah do you, do you know how many times i disconnected the screen on those i don't know once and it was on accident because <laughs> i pushed the button <laughs> No, I love the idea of it, oh, right? Fantastic idea. Amazing um, idea. But again, it comes back to what, what we talked about originally. Yeah. There's just no application for it. No. Dude, how come nobody's making the perfect device with the perfect software to go with it, dude? Like I the mean, Surface Book, dude. Like the Surface Book 2. We're pretty close, dude. We're pretty close, dude. We are close. But the soft, <laughs> yeah, honestly, the software, and that's the closest I think anything's ever been to the perfect device has been the um the, the, the most versatile 3. yeah the z fold 3 like the most you know versatile <sighs> like multi-tool device that's just like kick-ass does everything right i'm with you there man like like if you're looking for that device i'm not gonna sit here and say that you know this is as polished as this i'm not gonna say that but i'm gonna tell you that for if you want a device that does everything yeah I, this is this is the closest we've ever come. Yeah, so like I, I just have a picture of the uh, surface. Oh, dude, it looks so promising. Th- this right? thing looks like it could be like the a super awesome tool. It had a pen. I bought the pen. You can I have flip the, dial. the screen. I have around. the dial. Oh, you have the dial. I do. Do you still have it? I do have it. Do you use it? Do you have it plugged no. in? No, of course not. Why not? It'd be an awesome volume dial, then. Oh 
Dude, that'd be the nicest volume dial ever, dude. Actually, I... You have one built into your keyboard, in. though, don't you? No, I'm actually using the... Uh, you guys can see it. Oh, yeah. You're, you built this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a JDS Labs uh, Atom 2. Okay. And I'd argue that's a nicer volume, though. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah, I'm looking for a nice volume knob, dude. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really want like a... I, or, my I'm fi- sorry, uh, like, Element 2. Back, back when I had the... Uh, back when I was rocking my uh, non-custom mechanical boy, I was, you know, I had like the... It's like the Corsair K70, and it was like... I had the volume wheel thingy on it, so that thing was pretty clutch. Hold on, yeah. you're sending me a link, dude. Hold on, let me fold up, dude. So this is your volume wheel right here? Well, it's my amp and DAC, but yeah, that's that's my volume wheel. It nice, was basically yeah. a... The four hundred dollar volume wheel, well, yeah, amp yeah. dac combo, but you know, yeah. I mean, if you have one of those, but like, I uh, I like to adjust windows volume sometimes, and uh, oh. instead of doing my like dac, so yeah, I, my I, amp. This is where Eric and I differ a little bit. I, I I'm a super audio snob, yeah. So I I I always leave source at max. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, dude. I know what you're getting at, dude. You're right. That is the right way to do it. Okay, um, if I uh, the problem like I have a uh, shit audio like multi mix bitch over here for my speakers. That's S C H I I T. They're coming out of California. It's not a bad quality product. Yeah, it's a really good quality product, but yeah. the name is just a little. I, I just have I use it to uh, split off uh, my headphone amp and my speakers so they can run. Uh, I can have both on the the same deck. Nice. Uh, so. Yeah, so so basically, uh, that's my volume knob for my speakers, and it's kind of in an out of the way place because I need to get extensions for it. It's kind of like I have to like reach, and I'm like shit. So it's easier just to like Windows volume, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on. I think you want to move on. Yeah. yeah okay, we have so to. <laughs> Windows. Okay, V. Uh, yeah, I know. We, we just love talking <laughs> VR in 2021. Blah blah blah. Let's talk about it. So you know, we've used a lot of VR stuff, guys. A lot of you know we've done VR. Yeah, we've done we've done the full suite, dude. We've done we've had Vives, we've had Indexes, we've had Oculus Quests. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you got right now? Do you have VR right now, dude? I don't. You I have don't. no VR. I do, but I don't. Dang. So, so I have an Oculus Quest One that I refuse to use mm-hmm. uh, because of Facebook. Because of Facebook, I yeah. I will not turn it on. Uh, it, it's 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 in a bag. Yeah, collecting dust. Sad. Uh, I did have an original Oculus Kickstarter edition with little Palmer Lucky signed card. Wow. Uh, wow. Got rid of that. No. Uh, well, well, the quest. Well, the the Oculus is gone, but I kept the card. Okay. So. Nice. At least you have that. Yeah. So okay. And your index. I mean, you have like uh, you have. That's a whole story, dude. Do you, yeah, even, story. do you even want to get into it? Summarize it, dude. Okay. So the too long didn't read is I got a launch day index. Loved it. One of the best purchases I've ever made, uh, and I had an issue where I had to RMA my my index set. Uh, it, it was just with the controllers, but they but they asked me to send back the whole set. Uh, That's so dumb. I, I sent it back. They they confirmed that they received it. Uh, it was supposed to be like a week or two turnaround. Never got anything back. Never got anything back. Uh, and then by the time I finally, you know got i guess fed up and got a little aggressive with them they said uh we we they they were very apologetic they said like we don't know what happened with your order uh but 
we can send you one out. However, we're out of stock, so we don't know when that will be, or we can just give you a refund. So in my, in my anger, I was like, just give me my, 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 my money back already. Cause I was just fed up with it at that point. Oh my gosh. So, so that's why I no longer have an index. And okay. thankfully it was after I played half-life Alex. Okay. So I didn't really have like a, I need to play this title again. There's not many of those. There's yeah. not many of those yeah. half-life Alex is probably like your most premium, I guess, game in, in for <clears> VR <throat> as a whole. Um, and it's been that way for a long time. Like, I I think we both kind of watch the games, uh, you know, to see what comes out, VR games, what's the hype game, right? And there hasn't really been one. Like, if you look at the best VR games on the market, right, like, you can list them on, like, both hands for sure. Maybe even yeah. one hand. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I for think... Me, for me, if I were to get another VR headset, it would be a Beat Saber machine. Yeah, that's... that's Beat Saber's great, right? Um, it's probably my most VR game, like, played. Uh, Beat Saber, I could look at my time played, but it's definitely like... I'm sure it is, man. When, it's got to be. When you were on your big weight loss kick, I remember be, being a fatty on the couch and looking at my watch and seeing like, Eric finished the fitness gaming workout, 1,400 calories. Yeah, dude, isn't it stupid? Yeah. Like, yeah. It tell, I'm like, oh my God. Like, Didn't you have a sweat issue with one of your headsets? I did. So my original... I'm glad you brought that up, dude. I forgot all about it, but my original Vive died from sweat. Uh, really? you know, yeah, my OG vibe, I sweat in it so much that it just, uh, water damage, you know, circuit fried, done, wouldn't turn on anymore from, and, sweat. Uh, from sweat, dude, that's, that's burning 1400 calories per session, dude. dude, getting it done. The expert plus dude. So yeah. And then I ended up buying like, just for some context, some history, I bought my, you know, my original VR headset was the, uh, OG vibe. And then. When that died, I was like, sweet, I got an excuse. I got a Vive Pro. Um, and then I ended up getting like an Oculus Quest at some point. I got like the uh, Samsung one. What was it? Samsung came out with the uh, oh. VR headset. I got one of those. Um, oh, the Odyssey? Yeah, I had the Odyssey. Uh, not the Odyssey 2. I had the OG Odyssey, uh, which was great because it was had a like high higher resolution than what, uh, what uh, I guess, HTC was doing at the time. With so... The, so that's that's kind of interesting because because I I've never had a headset that was classified as a WMR headset. Yeah, Windows, Windows mixed, mixed reality, reality dude. Headset. Yeah. How was the support on that for games? So I mean, I just ran Steam games. Uh, I, I you know I because when you boot into it, like if you put a Windows mixed reality headset on, it has like Windows specific like uh, a hub, so to speak, right? Uh, it's like it logs you into this area. You can put like Bing browsers up and shit. You know what I mean? They have like specific. Uh, yeah, I know. They have specific like uh, games on okay. that, that run. Uh, I think Minecraft is the only one that I give a shit about. Right? Like you can play sure, Minecraft sure. in Windows Mixed Reality, and it's actually like their best thing. Um, it's just like the only thing I cared about. Right? So, uh, but other than that, I just ran Steam uh, Steam VR, and and it worked fine. Yeah, it was weird because you could like you'd be in your Steam VR, but then you could back out to like the Windows Home thing. Okay. So it was like kind of a tiered thing, but it it wasn't a problem. Actually, the controllers and stuff were fine. Like it just felt like using, I guess. Uh, now, could you have used other controllers? Like, let's say you had your Index and your Lighthouse is set up. Could you yeah. have used your Index controllers with? People the, have the, done the that. Yeah, okay. I think that. Uh, I think that's a definitive yes. People have used uh, like a different headset cool. and then used like Vive controllers or whatever um, at the time. So, 
But like I was just using the Windows Mesh Reality controllers, which to be fair, the tracking was subpar. Uh, it was mm-hmm. definitely not that great. Uh, it, it was good enough. Like t- t- for me, I bought it for Elite Dangerous, which I was using a like a Hotas controller anyway, right? Like uh, you know, joystick and throttle. I, I right, didn't really right. care about uh, the 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 controllers. Like I tried to play Beat Saber with it; it's not that good. Tracking is just not good enough on Windows Mixed Reality. But I mean, it was cheap uh, at the time. I kind of noticed that with um, uh, the Oculus Rift too. Yeah. So that they kind of use the inside out tracking. So, uh, yeah. For context, I I did have an Oculus Rift too for I think like a, I think like a week. Okay. Uh, and I, and the only reason I returned it was twofold. One, uh, my index shipped, and two, uh, if you probably wouldn't notice it unless you play Beat Saber on like Expert Plus. Yeah. I feel like on Expert Plus, it's just not accurate enough. No, you're right. If you're playing Expert, Expert Plus, some Expert songs are really fast. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's not good enough. And like, I, you know, I play Expert Plus and it's just, I can make it happen with an inside out tracking solution. I'd say that the best, you know, that you can get right now would be the Quest 2, right? But the, I have a Quest and I played Beat Saber on the Quest uh, during uh, my transition. I was moving and like, I didn't have my index set up, right? So I, use my quest uh to do a little beat saber and like mm-hmm. i got used to it to where i could play an expert plus song but as soon as i threw the index on i was like oh my god like i didn't realize how bad yeah. the yeah, it's quest funny. was it's funny and, because yeah it's it's funny you mention that because it's 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 one of those things it's like it's like iphone versus android right like yeah the 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 the, the index looks really intimidating to set up compared to like you know the oculus quest or whatever but once you try it you're like all right it was kind of worth it yeah the index i think to this day the index is still your gold standard headset i think Uh, it has the best of everything uh you know you have the 144 hertz uh refresh which is you know really nice that you can do that uh you have the best controllers i think that you can get is Uh, it still the widest fov I don't know if it, no, I, you know what? I'm going to say definitively no. I'm, okay. I'm pretty dang sure that you can get other niche headsets that do better FOVs. There's ones that you can buy that are no, mm. absolutely insane. Uh, the resolutions and, and width you can get. I've, there's, but they're like kind of niche headsets, not really sure. something that people buy typically. Um, so, so I think like as a package, I think the index is still like your gold standard package. Uh, so I, if you were talking to someone who wanted to get into VR for the first time and they had a decent computer, would you still recommend the index over you know the portability and simplicity of the Quest Two, Facebook aside? You know that's a tough question because if you have the budget, if if you have the budget, the space to put it wherever you want, then uh, it, it, like near your computer, right? Then absolutely, I think the index is still your the best to get like if you're an enthusiast you got a beefy rig are they like be... just order and deliver now uh yeah i don't know if they have a backlog or what i think you can just buy them now but i'll check real quick while you talk i'll say this the second thing i would suggest facebook aside would probably be the quest 2 like for some people the it's the cheapest and it's 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 like the cheapest great option you can get uh if if you can ignore the facebook shenanigans um, I'm, I know some people don't care. Like I care about privacy. I, I don't like the whole Facebook thing, but I did play my OG quest. Uh, who cares? Uh, 
if you if if you don't care about Facebook issues, the Quest Two is an awesome value. You get you can use it with your PC in multiple different ways. You either get mm-hmm. a, a Quest uh, Oculus Link cable, which is just a fancy USB C cable, and then you can use it with your PC, or you do uh, wireless. You can use it wirelessly over Wi Fi uh, with your PC, which I've done quite a bit, and it works actually awesome. I, I really cool. like how that works. And then you could be in any room in your house streaming PC games to your Quest. You know, that's, it's honestly yeah. really good. And it works with everything. Your mics work, everything. I was on VR chat in my bedroom, and I was linked with my PC in the other room, and it was pretty awesome. So, I don't know. I So, just to summarize VR in 2021, dude, like, I don't see any exciting hardware. Like, we're still on kind of, like, boring hardware stuff. Like, give me a new... in. I need new, like, innovations. I need software. I need a yeah, reason that's to buy the biggest thing. Like, I, I, I just want to uh, steampower.com, and it seems like everything is in stock except for just the standalone headset. Yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, I kind of want to buy one. But at the same time, what would I play? You I know? think, you know what just came out is uh, Mist. You seen that game? Have you have you played like, Mist? Like, like the original, the Mist? OG Mist. Yeah, I, I, re- I played crazy amounts of OG. So the OG they Mist. just came out with like a remaster, like a remake, basically. And yeah, it has it's, it's VR a, support. But yeah, yeah, Mist. It looks really cool. I just bought it. I'm gonna try it in VR. But I mean, you uh, bought it? Yeah, I bought it because like okay, a nice. little story, dude. Like back in the day, I when I was like a wee wee little kid, you know with the twinkle in his eye and uh mm-hmm. i was looking at uh my dad play computer games and he'd always play mist and i'd, I'd be fascinated uh with like this was before i had my pc and like i didn't know anything about pc games my yeah. exposure to pc games was him playing mist descent 2 and other dos titles and i i i just loved it um, so my dad always played uh like the beast within phantasmagoria seventh guest nice dude phantasmagoria that's awesome yeah amanda got me into that she, i had no idea what that was dude it's fantastic she has it? the discs so fantastic yeah this is pretty good but yeah yeah so vr i don't know hopefully it keeps going dude i heard apple's gonna do something in vr or ar or both we'll see yeah. we'll see yeah, yeah 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 uh let's run through the next topic real quick dude windows sure. 11 dude coming october 5th how do you feel like it's not ready. I mean, oh, yeah, I've, I, I've You're been on the preview. The beta. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the Windows 11 Insider. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the the HDR is no better. Uh, there's still some things that feel half baked. I think it's a step forward from Windows 10, but um, it's drastically different in terms of design and layout. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that that it's going to be a pretty polarizing for a lot of its users. Yeah, uh, it's probably definitely not going to be ready. I want to play with auto HDR, dude. That sounds so cool. I want to well, see if it's good. So it's 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 a feature that the Xbox Series consoles have had since launch. Is it good? Uh, it works very well on the Xbox. It okay. works very well on the Xbox, dude. If it's con- um, dude, I can't wait. Then I I uh, love that. I the support in WoW is really good too. Oh, wow. uh, so Literally. I will say that I will say that if you use screen grab on, on any of those games, prepare for a overblown screenshot. Yeah. Uh, so sucks. just something to keep in mind if you're someone who like, you know, plays a lot of competitive games and you want to like, you know, 
take a screenshot or whatever, uh, yeah. your screenshot's not going to come out anywhere near what you think it's going to be. You know what? Let me ask you this, though. Because Windows 10 game bar screenshots, I wonder if they can compensate. Then. I don't know. I could try it. I'm curious because uh, you know how it I has I can't right now because G-Sync is buggy on Windows 11. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, because like, I use OBS quite a bit. I When we were playing Sea of Thieves the other day, I, I, I had OBS recording the gameplay. And uh, because I'm playing in HDR, it's like super washed out. So I have to go in and grade the footage to fix it <laughs> after the fact. But it, it's, 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 it's a recording. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm really curious about auto yeah. HDR, dude. I, I want it to be good. I, I want to see it. I like it. I like it. Um, and HDR, yeah, honestly, that's the biggest feature I, I care about so far in Windows 11. I, mean, I want to see HDR get good. Granted, you and I are probably on the best on the best uh, best uh, displays for it too. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that the honestly, there aren't any good HDR displays really uh, that aren't like that are affordable that a lot of people have. Like most people that have displays are like in the sub four hundred display category, mm-hmm. and I don't think there are any displays sub four hundred dollars that have good HDR. No. No. It, not even close. I don't even know why there's like an HDR 400 certification. Yeah, it's so dumb. I I have like a shitty TV in my bedroom. It's a TCL 4K Amazon special. It's like 300 bucks, right? It's like 55 inch 4K TV, and it it supports HDR, dude. So I have my yeah. Apple TV, and like I plug it in, I'm like, all right, HDR. It looks like complete washed out trash. If I'm not using SDR, if I use HDR, it looks like garbage. And that's just what happens when you don't have peak brightness. Like you don't yeah. have a, con- if you don't have dynamic range on your display, HDR pretty much is useless. It's junk. Yeah. doesn't do anything. So yeah, I don't know, man. I, but yeah, Windows 11, dude, I, like we're, it, I, HDR is still a niche feature, especially at the desktop, but I, I really do look forward to it. Cause HDR well, it's weird too, because like, um, uh, the buddies I was playing Sea of Thieves with, like, yeah. they don't have, you know, top-of-the-line monitors or televisions and stuff. And when I had mentioned that uh, Sea of Thieves has auto HDR and, and, like, some of these older titles have, have like, auto HDR on them on the Xbox. Right. Uh, one of their responses was, I think gaming in HDR is terrible. And <sighs> it's not that gaming in HDR is terrible. It's the display they're using it on is no terrible. No shit. Dude. And, like, but, but like, that... <sighs> That's my point, though, right? It's like when you market things as like HDR television, oh, and it's HDR four hundred. It's that just ruins the HDR it. experience. Then it's hurting you know the I mean? brand. Yeah, it's yeah. hurting the. Yeah, it pisses me off so much, dude. Because out of all the TV technologies, the two biggest ones that come out of the last like ten years, dude, variable refresh rate and fucking HDR, in my opinion, are fantastic. Like, yep. Fantastic when you have displays that use them and it's just it's just unbelievable yeah. like I, those are like it it's not a gimmick you know it's remember not, when 3d like, tvs were a thing yeah. gimmick dude like cool gimmick though yeah like, it's like ugh, this is not a gimmick so i really want to see hdr like gaming become more of a norm dude yeah so i don't know it, it it's just like if you have an opportunity if you're a viewer you haven't seen hdr display and like actual uh true to form like you know you really ought to you really deserve to see like a proper hdr experience like i always say dude the first time i was playing call of duty black ops or whatever 
uh, and I got flashbanged with a thousand nits peak <laughs> brightness. That was it. Dude. Oh, that's on the PG twenty seven UQ. Yeah, it was, dude. Uh, Amanda's got that display right now. Asus has great product names, by the way. Yeah, God, I know, dude. But we still remember them somehow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the UQ, dude. Like a uh, thousand nits peak brightness, flashbang, getting hit with that thousand nits out of nowhere, dude. It's like real life getting flashbanged. It's great. It really is blinding. Uh, I think I they water. toned it down for the, the the newest Call of Duty. I got flashbanged in that one, <laughs> and it wasn't quite a thousand nits. They were like, "We're not going to blast you," but uh, but anyway, Windows 11 coming October 5th. It's probably not going to be worth for you to upgrade. Expect more coverage on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's we'll, the, we'll what's the Wednesday that. after the fifth? I don't know. Six. What's happening then? Oh, is Actually, that really yeah. what? We we may not have an episode that day. Okay, okay. We'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Windows 11. I'm looking forward to it, but I don't know if I'll install it until I get everyone's first impressions. And I'm on actually, the wild side, dude. Put it in. Give, give us your it, thoughts. Put yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I might put it in. I might dual boot. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Last segment. What are, what games are we playing? Let's go. What are you playing, Randy? So uh, I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves lately, actually. I noticed because uh, we dude, played the other day. Great game. That's great game. <laughs> sea of Thieves, you know what's funny? It's like it wasn't always a great game. It wasn't. It and wasn't. At launch, it was a bad game. You say it's better now, huh? It was a lacking content game. You know, like part of what makes Sea of Thieves so fun is you log in to do X, okay? Like yeah. say you want to log in to do X. Well, while you're on your path to do X... A, B, C, and D can just go cattywampus and really mess up what you're trying to do. Yeah, I know. Dude. And it does it so organically that feels like a true adventure, of, dude. Right, like that's like kind of lost adventure. in modern gaming, right? Yeah. Like think think about like your Call of Duties or your you know like you 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 drop you drop into a like a TDM, you know what to expect. Yep. You drop into a BR, you know what to expect. You go to a raid in WoW, it's scripted, you know what to expect. Right. And not many games have that, I'm going to go do X, but A, B, C, or D can go awry, and it could even potentially lead to me never doing X. Yeah, I know. It's that uncertainty, that kind of, uh, you know, that sense of adventure and, like, you know, not knowing what's going to happen next. That's what it makes also does it so the, good. Does, uh, it, it also does the cooperative teamwork very well. Yeah, it does. You know, like, I feel like there's a lot of aspects of that game that really require you to work together. And I love that. Yeah, I love that. Same. My favorite thing is uh, just the ship. I, I love the ships in the game. I love, like, mm-hmm. having to control them, work like, together like as a Like setting the sails. One person has to... Yeah. Even the layout of the ship is genius, right? Like, the fact that the map is so far away from everything else yeah. that you almost need a dedicated navigator. Like, things like that are just really well thought out. And then there's, like, little little things that, like, they didn't have to do, but when you find out the game has it, you're like, man, that's really cool. Yeah, like, it, like, if you start playing a song on an instrument and then I pick a different instrument, we sync to the same song. Like, yeah, I love it. It's just a, a, a stupid feature, yeah. but it's so good. It is so good, dude. It may, it's so fun. Uh, yeah. You know, I think I'm glad they're still supporting the game. I know that it had a lot of flack at launch, and I don't think it really launched. I don't really think it was a successful game. Actually, uh, you know, at actually, least. What do you think? So I think Sea of Thieves was always successful. I think Sea of Thieves has always had a decent following. Uh, I follow uh, Sea of Thieves on the subreddit since it came out, just because like I, I was interested in the game prior to launch. Right. But uh, 
We didn't really have great pirate games. You know? No, no, it's it's a it's a total it's a totally unique experience. Yeah. Sea of Thieves in June of 2021, so like just two months ago, uh, counted 4.8 million players. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it helps that it's like cross-platform yeah. between and, PC and Xbox. And, and the article too. is, Sea of Thieves is doing something a lot of online games are, are reluctant to do. Give hard numbers. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I mean, that's great. You know, Sea of Thieves is one of those games I'm really glad they're still supporting because I want to see more games like it. Yeah. It's just like a unique genre of game. I love the cooperative elements of it. Even solo slooping. I, like, I it's love so the aesthetic. fun. The art style in that game is, yeah. is chef's kiss. It really yeah, it is. is. Yeah, HDR is pretty cool in the game, too. It's, just yeah. like the beautiful, it's like when it's dark, dude, it's fucking dark. On a proper like, television. Yeah, on a proper monitor. display. Like on the LG, it's like so dark. I'm like, oh my God, I can't see a thing. But that's just how it is at night. Um, so, but it's immersive. It's immersive. Yeah. And then during the day, it looks proper. It looks beautiful. And like, I don't know. I just think it's really awesome. Um, it, it's it's a great game, dude. It really is. It really is, dude. We should play it more. What? I do. Play tonight? We could play tonight. I don't think I'm doing anything else. Uh, but like what I've been playing, I guess I could talk about. Yeah. Let's hear so, it. You know, I, I think I, I know where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, so I've been playing Dark Souls, the uh, remaster. and uh, uh, you, On PC? Yeah, yeah, on PC. Have you played Dark Souls games? Or I've any played Souls them. Burn? I've played them, yeah. Okay. You haven't really gone to completion with any of them or anything? Uh, Bloodborne is done. Dark Souls 3? Okay. Maybe it's done. And 1 and 2 A&P. Okay, so yeah, I went all the way back to 1 because... I kind of wanted to go in like uh, order. If I if I do play them all, I want to do it in order. So I bought the remaster. You know, Dark Souls is one of those games that you hear a lot about, and like I've always been fascinated with them. You know, I I'm somebody that's a big Monster Hunter fan, mm-hmm. and like a, and a lot of Monster Hunter fans like the same. It, it, they they like uh, Dark Souls also. It's kind of like a. I think it's combat is a little similar. It's I think. yeah, the way that the movement works is like you're you kind of commit to animations. You feel heavy in, both in those games. Yeah, you that, do. That, that's the best way I can describe it. Is like you feel heavy, right? You like, do. Like the character, you have to commit to animations, right? Mm-hmm. You have to kind of plan your movements around what's calculated. happening around you. It's calculated. So the both genres, like as such a big Monster Hunter fan, I thought like it would translate really well for me to play Dark Souls. And I just never really had an opportunity to get into it. But I said, like, I really want to try it. And, mm. you know, I've been recording yeah. my gameplay just, like, f- to re- for nobody, really, just, just to record it. And, uh, you know, just playing the game, you know, just just put my first impression in a recording uh, for maybe if somebody's interested, I'll upload it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a really interesting experience. I remember uh, I've been watching a lot of videos on it, and I just think it's, like, uh, I think the act man is one guy on YouTube. He he okay. made a video that was like Dark Souls One is a masterpiece, and I watched his video and I, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try this. So uh, how far are you through Dark Souls One? Uh, let me tell you how many hours I got in the game. Just uh, I, how many bosses have you killed? I've I, I killed think a quite lot of a few. Who play Dark Souls? Like yeah. that's a good metric. Is yeah, I'm 16 hours in. I rang both bells. So if you okay. know anything about Dark Souls, there's like uh, bells of awakening you got to ring. And I rang both of them. 
So I'm, you know, that's at least two bot. That's two bosses there. Well, three technically because the beginning tutorial guy. And then I beat like a Hydra. I beat like a flying moth chick or not chick, but a flying moth literally. Um, and then like there were some other bosses I fought. Very difficult. Um, a spider chick. Yeah, that was for the second bell. I and then. Like, part of the game that's really interesting is I'm at the point, there's, like, no fast travel. So it's, like, very hard. Like, I have to navigate this map, you know? You you, you ever play Castlevania? Oh, of course. It reminds me of that. You know like, how, like, you're like learning the map? Like, Castlevanias or, like, Symphony of the Night Castlevania? Symphony of the Night, I okay. guess, is what I'm thinking yeah. of. Or Metroid or something. Okay. Like, yeah, you know how the maps you kind of, like, navigate? You, mm -hmm. You're like, okay, I can't go here yet, but you keep it in the back I of your mind. I mean, the castle flips going. upside down. Yeah, oh yeah, Symphony <laughs> of the Night. That was I love that game. I played it on Great Xbox game. Live Arcade back in the day. That was my first time playing it. Great game. And uh, yeah, it was really good. But I yeah. played it on PS1 originally. I've never owned it, but I played it at a friend's house. Nice. But my actual playthrough where I beat it was also Xbox Live yes. Arcade. Yes, yeah, I love it. So it's kind of like that where you have this uh, this map that's all connected, you know? Dark Souls is like that. I love that about the game. It's yeah. to me, it's almost like an adventure game in that sense. Like you have to oh, explore the world. Is. Yeah, and I, I'm really itching for an adventure game, like a Breath of the Wild. Like to your point, I you know. love games like that just because I feel like my actions mean more. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like I think of more like The Witcher Three, where like you go to like Skellig and like you really want to help people there. Yeah, hundred percent. And, yeah. and and and. To your point, I I like when games are like an adventure like that. Yeah, I love that, dude. Witcher 3 is still in my backlog. Not that I haven't beat it. I did beat it, but the DLC I haven't beat. I will tell you, and I say this all the time, that uh, Witcher 3 Blood and Wine yeah. is probably one of the best DLCs for any game I've ever played. Dang, See, that's what I heard. I heard the, that Blood and Wine is like the a full game, basically. It's so like, good. It's like, so dang, good. that's the gold dude, standard. Like, without giving you too much spoilers like you're basically in this tavern right and like you're just being a cocky bastard in this tavern it's nice. hilarious and then all of a sudden out of nowhere like this like giant ogre just starts tossing wine barrels at the door of the tavern you're in. <laughs> like it, it's just it's so good oh shit dude uh you know i gotta go back and play that i, I that's should. on my backlog yeah. i have a dude who doesn't have a huge steam backlog dude when i get this <laughs> i have like freaking, 600 games dude i know when I get this, in my uh, backlog, not like in, in my library. I think when I get the Steam Deck, dude, I gotta catch up, dude. On my back, <laughs> I, gotta, I got. Yeah, I just dude. bought the Mass Effect trilogy. I played like a little bit of Mass Effect One and then haven't touched it. I'm, I got I, that on Xbox. I'm going through that. One of my favorite games of all time is Mass Effect Two. Yeah. So I'm really excited to play through that, just because I'll have access to all the DLC now. Because I don't know if you remember, dude, but when Mass Effect came out, uh, certain DLCs were platform exclusive. So, like, oh. PC was had got, got exclusive DLC, PlayStation got exclusive DLC, and Xbox got exclusive DLC. I didn't know so, that. So, yeah. So, this Legendary Edition is more than just, like, a remaster. It's literally the first time you could play all of the DLC on one platform. That's insane. Yeah, I know Amanda's playing through it. She, uh, I think she's on Mass Effect 3 now. And, like, she was seeing characters she never saw before yeah, because yeah. she didn't have the DLCs mm. uh, on her original playthroughs. And I'm like, yeah, dude, there's so many, like the Pro Promethean guy or whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. Also, what's really nice is they, for those of you who haven't played it yet or who are, are kind of on the fence, uh, 
they kind of found a nice happy medium for Mass Effect 1 where they kind of implemented the Mass Effect 2 combat system. Yeah. So it feels a lot more polished. So if you want to go back and play Mass Effect 1 and not have like the the really obtuse combat, right. uh definitely check out definitely check out the legendary edition because they did did do a really good job on the, on on uh, I love that the combat. because like after I played Mass Effect 3, I went back to Mass Effect 1 and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so bad." Like I'm so used to Mass Effect Three, like the, is this pre Legendary Edition? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yep. And like now that they've done that, it it's gonna make Mass Effect One. Like I've I've been playing it already, and it was yeah. like, yeah, this feels like I can get through it and actually have a good time. Yeah. So they definitely modernized it to it's actually worth it. But yeah, there's so many games in my backlog. I bought this other game called Marble World. It's like a marble run game. My son like. He, he got like for his birthday, he got like a marble run, like in real life. Can type I tell of thing you and a bunch of that, marbles. It's uh, basically that, but digital. Marble Blast Ultra was one of my favorite games on the Xbox 360 arcade. Marble Blast Ultra. Is yeah. That what you said? Yeah. Dude, what is that? I just, like? I was, it's like a marble game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. What yeah. you're talking about, where like you have to oh, I see marble it. through things. Yeah. One of the best games I've ever played. That reminds me of like the OG, like. Some of the most old-fashioned PC games were marble. One games of the like best that. games I've ever played. Game of the decade. Yeah, that's marble insane. Marble Blast Ultra on the Xbox 360 arcade. Wow. You know what? I remember playing this. Because it's good. Yeah, dude. Oh my you, god. You think it skins for your balls, dude? Yeah. Always ball love skins. that. <laughs> ball skins, dude. Dang, they weren't paid ball skins back then. No, that was unlocked. You had to un- unlock them through. Through hard work. Hard work, dude. You had to work yeah. those balls to get the skins. Hard work for ball skins. Yeah. By the manual effort for those ball skins. Yeah, you can't just pay for ball skins back then. It's like Are the Halo. Cute? It's like Halo cosmetics, dude. It's like you can just buy. Did you see season eight cosmetics? Uh-uh. <gasps> they look like gladiatorial armor sets, dude. I need them. Oh, wait. I need you them know what? That's life. what that screenshot was. I did see a random one in passing, just scrolling Reddit. Dang, yeah, dude. dude. We going full like we're going like legit Spartans, yeah, dude. <laughs> Instead of like, uh, so your this boys, is MCC, huh? MCC, yeah. Dang, dude, let me pull that up. Look at the, look at that. Let me dude. pull it up for the uh, the peeps. Look at that. Which okay, season eight. Like which which copy of the game gets you this, or, or which game do you get this? Like I don't, this I don't, Reach. I don't, I don't know yet. I don't, I don't know if it, it says in the oh, article, yeah, but. Uh, it's pretty sick. Is it like Halo Four? Is it Reach? Like I, I'm, uh, it looks I would like, assume it's probably three, four, or five. Would be mm, my guess. I'm looking at this Under Armour. I'm trying to decide if that's like four. The the black. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, because you know how it changes per game. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Let's wrap it up. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, thanks for participating in the Technostatic Podcast. This has been another awesome episode. Uh, if you have any feedback, dude, leave Another it in the bag. Go to technostatic.com. Check us out uh, and email us. Tell us, give us all the feedbacks, dude. Even bad ones. <laughs> Even bad feedback, dude. We like all the feedback. Tell us, tell us what topics you want us to discuss, and you know, we'll 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 do it. We'll do it for you, just for you. Anyway, that's been it, guys. Uh, uh, this has been another week. I'll see you next week on the Technostatic Podcast. Later. <laughs> <laughs>